0: I assure you that hell is not a man. We both vacation hell is not winter, no Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages degeneration x proudly brings to you just kidding this is common chaos podcast that's right your one-stop shop for all things chaos and order i'm your host brian kern this is the podcast where we talk about life that's right we're going to talk about the nuances all the good the bad and the ugly and like i said at the beginning this is your one-stop shop for that beautiful beautiful balance of chaos and order we got to get through life, ladies and gentlemen. Every single day of our lives, we wake up, we tackle the day that's in front of us, we do what we can to get through it, and uh, sometimes it takes feats of extraordinary, you know, perseverance, and just go-getter get our attitude, and take no bullshit from nobody, and you got to just press on forward, and yada, 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 all that stuff, and I'm just here to fucking, I don't know, talk you through it for a little bit. It's been a minute since I've been in front of my microphone. If you can't tell, oh, um, this is embarrassing because uh, although you've probably been hearing me on I Hate the Scene, which you can find on uh, IHateTheScene.com, uh, YouTube.com backslash IHateTheScene. Uh, there's also Instagram and Twitter, IHateTheScene. You can actually get us on Twitter at Scene Radio. Um, but those are all pre-recorded episodes, so I haven't officially been in front of a microphone for probably about... I'd say six to seven weeks, maybe eight weeks. No, not eight weeks, because that'd be before the New Year. Um, I mean, I I did two shows in January, Knives, and then uh, another solo episode, but I for sure have not been in front of my mic or my equipment or in my studio or anywhere close to doing podcast-related things for uh, the last, like, five weeks, for sure. Five to six weeks. But, I mean, what else is new with that, right? Because that's just me, Mr. Inconsistent. However... However, just like the intro to the episode, just like me going through the whole, this is the one-stop shop with beautiful balance, yada, yada, yada. Just like me going through all that kind of stuff, I'm learning, I'm slowly learning, and I'm slowly adding to it. Um, I appreciate everybody who just continues to engage with the podcast, even though I'm not posting stuff all the time. But hey, there's been a lot of changes, man, a lot of fucking changes. The reason I was away for so long is Matt was on a tour, and I was uh, on my honeymoon in Hawaii. Um, I also... I'm pretty sure almost 99.98, percent going to graduate pending a couple different grades that are, are, uh, you know, happening. Um, I no longer work for T-Mobile. That's kind of crazy. Don't know if I was planning on how I was going to say that. Didn't even know if I was really going to talk about it right now, but I said it. So yeah, don't work for T-Mobile anymore. Um, there's lots going on but hey you're gonna this isn't an episode this isn't a show just all about me you're you're gonna learn about the happenings in my life as as we carry on through the episodes and I'll be lying if I said I was super into this one you know I'm not gonna lie to you guys this is the this is the struggle that I deal with the the consistency with this podcast and just putting the energy into it with all that I've got going on um yeah it's it's it's, it's something that I struggle with but I do it because I just I really love doing it. I love sitting down being able to just let it out, you know, and uh, plus, I just love the conversations of things, and you know, that seems to be a hot topic nowadays, especially with the whole, uh, just Joe Rogan shit, and everything we got going on, you guys are going to get more details on me, I promise, uh, if you're interested, yeah, you'll you just, you'll, you'll start getting that as they come along, but yeah, I've got this episode, I've got another episode scheduled for this weekend, um, you know, hey, before we like go further please fightbackcbd.com phoenixfit.com go check them out you're going to save yourself 20% from CBD on anything through the website uh you know all about justin and all about his products the number one cbd product in all of texas and it may be one of the best cbd products all over the world please check out him and his endless list of athletes and professionals that he sponsors he has a couple content creators out there your boy is one of them Uh, And you guys get to use my promo code Which is chaos Just spelled normal C-H-A-O-S Use that at a Checkout At uh, fightbackcbd.com And you get 20% off anything and everything All of his tinkatures His rash guards His apparel His CBD supplements His goodie bags All that kind of stuff Um, Phoenixfit.com They're definitely the fastest growing gym in America Headquartered out of uh, Utah They are not only a, a huge a hugely successful gym uh but they're also a hugely successful supplement company they are uh probably one of the i would say the best rated supplements that have come out probably out of the last like four or five years they've been a company since 2016 so going on six years uh they are a great company that gives back to their community Uh, They do so by giving back to the world, people. They have their Live Free program where they will donate a gallon of water for every item purchased through their website. So if you do go to phoenixfit.com and you do want some cool supplements or some cool gym accessories or some cool clothing, head on over to their uh, website and check out with the promo code CHAOSFNX. So just how chaos is spelled, FNX. And you're going to save yourself 15%. Hey, these are... These guys directly support the podcast. You guys going to their websites and getting their products directly supports me. I have people ask me all the time, hey, how can we support the podcast? Get a donate button. You know, get a GoFundMe, get a Patreon. Na-na-na-na-na-na. Um that'll all come in time that'll all be a thing that i'm working on and that's in the in the works and yeah but for the meantime you just got to just keep doing the supplement thing you guys use my codes enough to where it helps the podcast so continue to do so please you're gonna get some great supplements at some great prices and they're not bullshit products they're premium products that you're getting at a discounted rate because you listen to the podcast and you support me so go support yourself and get yourself some cool shit discounted rates uh phoenixfit.com again back to their uh, water donation program they have the live free program so anytime you purchase something you're not only getting a cool product at a discount you're also donating a free gallon of water to someone in the world that needs it and there's like 76 i think there's like close to one point something billion people that don't have access to clean water but i also learned a statistic that there's nobody in the world that's starving there's no country in the world that's starving aside from countries that are doing it due to political reasons so like there's like there's enough food for everybody the only reason countries are starving i guess now are because of political reasons but i don't know if that's accurate i heard that from jordan peterson so it might not be accurate or it might be accurate but i'm like some weird level but more on that later but yeah, go to phoenixfit.com. Uh, every item you do purchase does give a free gallon of water to somebody, and it is a great program. They've already donated over 600,000 gallons of water to people in need, and it's not just here in the United States. They donate to camps and like programs in Africa and you know like schools and kids' camps, and they donate it to people that need it. They donate it to communities here in the United States that need it, and they donate it to communities around the world that need it. Um, and yeah they're made manufactured produced and distributed out of the united states here they've got some phenomenal gear uh their gym bag is one of my favorite gym bags of all time because it doesn't have tangled straps and it's got a bunch of cool little pockets on it i wear their merch all the fucking time they've got weight vests their supplements are great i just ordered their uh nootropic supplement which i'm excited to try because i'm an alpha brain nut so i put in my little order from them and they're sending me some shit so go check them out guys save some money on some products uh for fight Back cbd uh he helps with recovery programs but yeah if you guys want more on fight Back cbd i'm trying to get the phoenix fit guys to come in they're obviously not here in austin and i've talked to them about it they said that they might be able to do a video chat um they have a weekly podcast that they do off of their facebook page too but i deactivated my facebook and i do plan on reactivating that and they said that they would be down once I got that up. And that's obviously something that I want to do. Uh, I've had Justin on the show for Fight Pack CBD, episode 59. Go check that out. He's fucking great. He talks about how he gives to recovery programs and uh, rehabilitation programs. He himself is a recovering uh, addict. And he's just a great guy. And he has a great fucking brand. So go check him out, guys. FightBackCBD.com. PhoenixFit.com. Um... You know, lots happened in like just the last month. Every time I die, the intro for the podcast, which is a song called "Map Change," uh, every time I die, one of my favorite bands of all fucking time, uh, broke up, and that's like some big news. That unfortunately, I hate the scene because we did some re- pre-recorded episodes. We didn't really get to cover it as it happened, and it kind of sucks. But they're a band that's been around since like 1998, 99. They're definitely a band I grew up on. Their first album that I ever purchased from them was Gutter Phenomenon in 2005. I remember it, me and my boy Aaron Pash, Shout out, Aaron. uh, Works for Riverside County Sheriff's Department. Shout out, my boy. Um... Uh, yeah man, we went and got fucking Gutter Phenomenon and jammed out to that and they were just a band that always stuck through with me. I've seen them several times. Um, I've had the privilege of just like bumping into them and saying what's up and I mean definitely a fly on the wall and from their perspective but they've just been like, I don't know, a band that I think a lot of people in my scene, a lot of my friends and a lot of people in my age group grew up with. Uh, they were definitely one of the more successful scene bands. Uh, I mean Ozfest, Warp Tour, fucking they've done you know crazy festivals they've done like uh reading or reading festival whatever it is in the uk Leeds. they've done it all all over the world these guys have traveled and they've obviously helped a lot of people and touched a lot of people and they've just got some drama man i would definitely classify it as some drama for sure uh, with, like, the front man and him becoming more of a public figure as of the last couple of years and the band becoming more of a successful band over the last couple of years. So they had kind of this weird breakup that unfolded in the public eye. It's kind of weird, but from... Speaking from that perspective, man, to have a successful band that you've managed where primarily the same members. They've had a couple different drummers, I believe, but they, for the most part, have been the same members. Uh, Keith and Jordan Buckley, the two main prominent figures in the band are brothers and they're also true. The main reasons why the band's breaking up from what it seems but those things are hard to manage man and that sucks because that's a band that was definitely a on the mount rushmore if you will shout out to fucking the redacted over at fighter and the kid uh <laughs> there's uh a, there's a uh just yeah there's just uh, yeah, that's gross to even want to go further into the every time I die thing, but it's just unfortunate because they're a great band, and, um, and that doesn't look like they're going to be doing music anymore. Uh, it's Keith is on a like a tour where he's like talking to people and he's talking about the instance with uh, incidents with the band and the instance that he's in now, where he's just kind of like in this weird limo. But he says that it's not necessarily the end of every time I die. So there's been some rumors that he might try to carry on the name and like move that forward, which would be kind of weird. There was definitely some contention among the fan base of whose fault it was, but you're going to get that, unfortunately, when bands break up, and it's a public breakup like that. Um, You know, hey, we were talking about how this season of Earth is off to a crazy start. 2022, it is, it is, continues to be. Uh, while we were on our honeymoon, there was this festival that was announced, also wasn't successfully covered from I Hate the scene because we were on vacation, but uh it's the when we were young fest happening october 21st and 22nd and now 23rd in las vegas nevada and it's literally every emo band of all time dashboard confessional uh you have got i mean bring me the horizon the used thursday fucking Seosin. you've got they think they've got man why am i drawing a blank right now um Taking Back Sunday, they've got Jimmy Eat World, they have there's another one with Bring Me The Horizon that's kind of fucking Paramore, they have just fucking Avril Lavigne, there's just fucking too many people on this fucking bill literally every band we probably ever could have thought of, like, coming up in the scene is now My Chemical Romance duh, that's the big one, god damn it every single band of all time is coming up, and so when this festival got announced, it got announced when we were me and uh, Becca were in Hawaii and you know, I was fucking skeptical of shit and I'm still kind of skeptical. And a couple of my friends that are still in the music industry and we were in like this little, I was talking to people and I was like, you know, this seems kind of sketch. Matt and me immediately talked, we reached out to our boy B and it just, it's got some weird shit written all over it. So anyways, uh, very fire festival esque. If you ask me in terms of how it was set up, uh, they originally had 60 bands on the bill. I don't believe they announced any vendors or sponsors out of the gate. They just announced the 60 bands and almost every band reposted about it. So this Instagram profile went from like 13,000 followers day one, after they announced it within a couple hours, they're at 13,000 followers. By the end of day two, they were at almost half a million followers. It boomed like fucking crazy. And all that all that we can really say is that they're having all these fucking bands play and i mean of course i i tried doing the math and breaking these the realistic event festivities down in my head because again this just seems too good to be true one day 60 bands you're only that at the time they announced i think only five stages maybe three stages it might have been even less it just seemed skeptical from the or it seemed questionable from the get-go and i was very skeptical so Uh, I, I did all 60 bands at 20 minute timeframes and you're, if you split that up, you would have to have and I did it across five stages you would have to have every band play like 20 minutes and have no time for setup or breakdown and you would be overlapping so initially you would have people missing their favorite artists so like there was a bunch of messes out of the gate that they just I don't think prepared for so sure enough because of demand they had a second day they had a Sunday again they were only going to do this original lineup for one day so they added a second day exact same lineup just a whole new day. So now you're spending, I think it's two fifty four dollars for a ticket on an additional day, but you don't get to go to the first day. So you've got some friends that got tickets for Saturday, and now you've got tickets for Sunday. It's the exact same acts both days. You're maybe incentivizing people to like, or you're persuading people to maybe get two, you're not really incentivizing them, but you're persuading them to get two days worth of tickets so they can see all the acts that they want to see. the 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 organizers of the festival have also come out and said that hey we are going to have some organization we are probably going to have more stages uh appropriately available and as of right now this is a lot bigger response than we were originally anticipating and so we're going to make some adjustments then they announced that they added a third day catch is fucking monday they added a monday i don't know why maybe the bands just said you know what fuck it we can't do friday i don't know It's October in Las Vegas. There's the uh, Halloween version of EDC or whatever they do out there. Fucking Wonderland, whatever it fucking is. I was just there in October. It's madness. It is madness. I mean, COVID uh, might dent it a little bit. I highly doubt that. Vegas in October is fucking crazy. So this festival just... I'm still questioning it. Like, we bought tickets, obviously. (laughs) We're going. Me and Matt did apply for press passes. There wasn't any type of press relations that was established beforehand or even really during the first two weeks i do believe that the applications are in now i do believe press applications are in and people are applying for them and there is uh there is vendor applications as well people can apply for vendor uh spots but i don't know it just seemed like they came out of the gate real hot to hype hype it up and of course they sold tickets out at pre-sale which i understand is a festival thing and a stream thing to do here in you know the year 2022 but They announced that they were going to sell out during pre-sale, which I also thought was a red flag. You normally say, hey, we sold out in pre-sale. That's how popular it was. We're going to add some extra tickets or add an extra day or what have you. But you already kind of set it up to, I don't know. It just seems seems messy. But I'll be there in Las Vegas in October if y'all want to fucking, if y'all want to come up. What up? If y'all want to come on, then come on, as my boy uh, Brian Campbell of Morning Combat would say. More on, uh, morning combat a little bit earlier. Hey, can I, uh, say that my only, um, I mean, no, we can talk football for a second. Tom Brady retired like a couple weeks ago, which is a big deal. Shout out to Tom Brady, no doubt the GOAT. Uh, I'm not the biggest football fan of all time, but I think I can recognize that he's the GOAT. There's probably nobody that's better than him in terms of being a quarterback, that's for sure. Um, successfully taking the team to multiple super bowls obviously he's got seven fucking rings he's a monster he's a madman his little uh paragraph that he did where he said that he can't be completely committed to winning that is a fucking that's a psychotic like he didn't really go into like thinking anything he was just very like hey i can't 100 percent be committed to being a fucking champion like i have for the last 20 years of my life so uh i gotta bounce Which is kind of crazy, because that, his short little paragraph, I read that he was just to the point, like, yo, my only goal for the last, for my entire football career was to be the best. Was to be the best, and to be a champion, and I was a champion at every caliber of the word fucking multiple times. So, it's kind of crazy. Shout out to Tom Brady. Um, it was also kind of cryptic that he said he had to focus on other things. I hope, like, his health and his family and all that shit's good, I guess. Um... Shout out to Aaron Rodgers for also fucking just getting canceled and still doing his thing, making it to the playoffs. Uh, the Super Bowl is this Sunday also. It's my mom's birthday, so shout out to my mom. If you know my mom, text her, tell her you love her, leave her a message on Facebook. She's old. I don't know how old she is. I was going to say old as shit, but I love you, Mom. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to this, but I love you. Uh, it's her birthday, so show her some love, but it's also Super Bowl Sunday, Bengals, Los Angeles Rams. Um, you know, I, I guess I should kind of go for Los Angeles because I am from California, but I don't really care. So I I mostly watch the Super Bowl, if I do watch it, for the competitiveness. It's the only reason I really watch sports, is so I can just see how competitive the people are and how good they're doing as athletes. And I don't know, just a weirdo into that shit. So I just want a good game. It'll be cool. And I'm off my, one of my first times being off on a Super Bowl Sunday, so... Party. Party it up. Have some drink. Get faded. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said get faded in my entire life. And I'm not gonna start, I promise. I promise. Um Austin froze but for only like two days, so it wasn't a big deal. And we survived. Nobody lo- well, we didn't lose power in Austin, but like fifty thousand people in Houston lost power. Which is kinda bullshit. Uh, Texas for sure warned us though. They were like, yo, shit might hit the fan again, so be prepared. So whatever, we kind of went and got prepared, got whatever we could together and made sure we were warm. So hope everybody made it through successfully as well. Told you guys this was just going to be one to check off of the list, man. I'm trying to get to a hundred. Once I get to a hundred episodes, whole different ballgame, whole different ball game. Um... I was going to try to do something funny with this and make it more intensive than it is, but I'm not going to. Joe Rogan for sure was almost canceled. Um, allow me if I can to be the Chris Crocker for Joe Rogan, uh, even though I don't even want to be the Chris Crocker for Joe Rogan. I don't care if you don't need Joe Rogan alone, really, to be honest. Um, but... Joe Rogan 100% is like in my top 10 favorite people of all time and only because of the impact him and his show and just yeah who he is has had on my life man I've listened to him for you know probably 10 years I think I started listening to the podcast in like 2011 me and JJ started hanging out shout out to JJ so like I've been listening to his podcast for a long time and obviously I've been a fight fan for a long time and it's just it's I've grown up with Joe Rogan you know and Uh, he's a fucking dummy, you know, he says stupid shit and he said i'm not defending anything that he uh may Or may not have said but I do know that he has said things before And he generally tries to elaborate to the best of his ability and i've never once heard him In any interview in any type of setting or candor be it his podcast or otherwise like be truly hateful he's a fucking dummy he's a goof he says stupid shit he speaks out of turn but he's a, the Oprah Winfrey of the fucking 2022 world man he's just sitting here asking questions he's not meant to be looked at as a intellectual or a scholar or an expert in anywhere outside of probably podcasting and fighting plain and simple but to just rake him over the coals because who he chooses to have on his platform, Jordan Peterson being one of them, like people's, uh, people's ability to be offended and have this ridiculous outrage and outcry for someone having a voice, regardless of who it is, you know, Jordan Peterson and, uh, who fucking Ben Shapiro, who else that Rogan has ever had on his podcast are the least of people's worries if they're truly worried about hateful shit being spewed go down south and go to a fucking clans meeting and really fucking throw a fit about shit that's being said like you know really put yourself in a situation where people are saying some hurtful shit and understand what like just censorship is all i mean my the whole point is just that people are trying to this whole censorship thing and now there's this they recently did a Department of Homeland Security said that uh, the use of the internet for online platforms could become a vessel for hate speech and the growth of hate speech. And it could be perpetrators that are in state or out of state, meaning that they're like in the United States or, you know, domestic or foreign. It could be anybody that's using these platforms, you know, all of the 2016 Facebook ira bullshit where they were infiltrating facebook you know accounts from all over the world and like politics this is very deep shit right they were basically hacking into facebook and sowing the seeds of what you're seeing now which are which is this battle us versus them left versus right republican versus democrat in these social media circles because it's just the this fucking gross way of people expressing themselves and being able to you know go through the go through the motions of having confirmation bias and the support group and this group of people you agree with and you're part of a club and you get to, you know, say things to other people through a screen and just this whole dissension of, like, I don't know. It's just fucking, it's just too much, man. And it's all, like, coming from a place of, oh, we need to, like deplatform people and we need to cancel people and call them racist immediately just to shut them up because we can't have too much noise we can't have too much like it's fucking so ridiculous this is so absolutely ridiculous they went after rogan for absolute nonsense this misinformation bullshit is fucking stupid he had a couple of doctors on he they were uh, first of all the people he had on are probably two of the most rep, 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 reputable 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 god my brain is so foggy to the most reputable people on the subjects they were both talking about which were the vaccines and mrn or mrna mRNA vaccines and whatever other homeboy was talking about ivermectin like come on you can't the dude that made ivermectin and the dude that helped engineer fucking mrna vaccines like what and he you're upset that he had them on his platform and then they go into this whole video of where he rogan's saying the n-word like listen like we all grew up in the 90s man like I feel you know the people that are up in arms and so offended about language and things that are said are people that have never you know probably ever been in situations where that language has been used in reality like next to them and in real life and been around it you know these are people that are outraged at what they're seeing on TV and like a lot of times the people that are outraged the most are politicians and lobbyists and people that are just trying to vie for some political like you know, leaning or some shit or some political bias. And it's just, that's all gross. But in reality, like, I think people just need to not give a fuck. People need to just fucking like, chill, I guess. I don't know. That's hard. But you, you just can't cancel everybody, man. And, and Rogan is a great example of someone that's just, like, he does have a responsibility. I won't say that he doesn't have any burden of responsibility because he does. He has the biggest platform in the entire world and everybody's listening. But he, everybody that is listening needs to understand the context of the situation and that he is just having these conversations. Like he did go hard in the paint with the COVID thing and the anti-vax stuff. And he has been very outspoken about that. And obviously you've got a lot of people that are in your circle right now and they're fucking hyping you up because you have a voice and, excuse me, and you have, you know, the platform and you've got a bunch of people in your ear and yeah, he probably stepped out of line on a couple of the things he said, but what did he do? he made a video he apologized about it he fessed up a lot of people don't do that a lot of people don't take the time to make a 10 minute instagram video and apologize like Logan does when he is an heir and he has done that a couple different times and if anything that goes to show that his character is willing to be held accountable in the public eye and that's more than a lot of people especially these fucking politicians that are out here fucking trying to pass these stupid laws and like, we have people out here burning books people understand that people are out here burning books saying that past in history and things that have been proven to be fact and they're have happened and pieces of art and pieces that have been created and that have had a lasting impact throughout history are being burned and erased and just basically made out as if they've never existed i've honestly never thought that i'd be a part of that and they're fucking for sure removing shit off you know right again rogan is he's also complicit and a victim in here because he's a part of spotify and spotify is removing his episodes You want to go back and listen to a Roman episode unless you can find it like through YouTube or if you've had it downloaded through like a Stitcher feed or a former feed, chances are you're not going to get a lot of his older episodes, which is really unfortunate because he has some fucking gold throughout his episodes and he also has episodes that are learning experiences for people. He also has episodes that are examples and lessons to learn from. And the fact that there is this just crazy outcry for censorship like this is the reason I became I went into communications as it was I was I felt that there was like this disservice to you know journalism and research and Communication I felt that there was a disservice in how we were communicating with one another let alone how we were presenting facts and presenting issues and arguments with one another like we just need to learn how to speak to one another better and uh, There's just fucking too much and the fact that they're going after rogan is just this real sick sad attempt of like Man, we get it. Just like is israel adesanya said we fucking get what you're trying to do and it's gross it is Fucking gross. So miss me with that shit leave rogan alone. He's not fucking canceled. Hopefully he Can fucking just you know, man I You know, this is all I would say to him. I'd be like, hey man, you got a lot of people listening and you just got to think before you speak, you know? Don't be so quick to just speak to speak. I do that shit all the time. You're listening to it. I'm just talking to Phil Airtime right now, you know? But hey, I've got maybe a thousand people to listen to me. But I have a lot of people that love me. But you know what I'm saying, man? You have more listeners than mainstream media. We've already pointed that out. Don't become mainstream media. Don't become just a talking head of points and arguments and still co- still come to us with intrigue still come to us with with wonder and you know what's the what i'm looking for imagination i guess or just co- your come to us with your open mind like you did when you first you know started this thing and have fun man enjoy it take a break don't be so Destined to like, I don't know. But I love you, Rogan. You're, you know, leave him alone. He's not doing anything wrong. Anybody that is uh, upset at him is, I don't know. A bitch. I said it. Fucks with me. I don't know. Uh, we're going to end off on some fight stuff tomorrow. UFC 272? Hmm. I literally have so much information about this fight, but not the actual number fight it is. UFC 271. Oh, no. First headline Joe Rogan out of UFC pay per view commentary team. Bisming to make ufc pay-per-view debut wow okay so tomorrow ufc 271 it is headlined by the rematch between robert whitaker former ufc middleweight champion and current ufc middleweight champion israel adesanya stylebender um I, this is a great fight you know i could fucking go on and on and on and on and on about both these gentlemen and how great this fight is this fight has definitely gotten has not gotten enough height it is not has not gotten enough attention it has not gotten enough love the co-main event of this card is tied to avasi versus Derek lewis who the cards in houston Derek lewis is fighting out of his hometown heavyweight fight that's going to be fucking crazy uh third fight on the card down is going to be Derek brunson versus jared cannonier Winner of that is likely to face the winner of Whitaker versus Adesanya if it is not a contentious fight. If it's one that or like a fight that's you know contested, well, if it's you know if it's one sided, you're likely going to have the winner of Cannoneer and Brunson fight the winner of the main event. But we have what could potentially be a fight of the year candidate, a match candidate, whatever, a match of the year candidate, however you want to look at it. This fight for an MMA fan is something to behold, izzy israel adesanya style whatever you want to call him is a fucking madman he's a video game character he is the current middleweight champion his only loss in the ufc comes from the light heavyweight champion jan blachowicz when he moved up in weight to try to take Jan's belt he wasn't able to but he came back down and defended his middleweight title almost immediately and won that match against marvin vittori israel adesanya is also the man that took the belt from Robert Whitaker back at UFC I think 243 or something like that 254 um you know, when he knocked Robert Whitaker out in the second round, I believe, which is a crazy fucking thing to see. Robert Whitaker had been so dominant for so long, although Izzy has was the, the prospect coming up and was thought to be probably the best in the division. But still, you had this fight that didn't turn out the way I think a lot of people thought it was going to turn out. And I'm legitimately saying this, they are number one and two middleweights in the division right now. Number one and two middleweights in the world right now and potentially number two and three middleweights of all time behind anderson silva if israel adesanya happens to win this match he could potentially be tied for izzy or for uh anderson silva as probably being the best middleweight if not at the very least being considered the second best middleweight of all time now now this i just i just I think Whitaker is gonna come out and win this fight. I don't know why I feel that way, but I just there's something about his attitude and his mindset going into this rematch that makes me think he's gonna come better equipped to not get caught by Izzy. I think once Israel and Asanya get stuffed, it's real hard to hit hard for him to improvise like midway through. I think it's real hard for him to adapt and improvise to someone else's game plan and be able to then implement his own game plan once he's regained control of the fight. I think once he loses control of the fight, it's hard for him to regain that control and implement his game plan like he wants to. And I think Robert Whitaker understands that. He also has sharpened his tools. His three most recent fights, the the I believe it was a Brunson, or uh, it was a vittori no 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 what was it he fought darren till and kelvin gastlin but then he also fought uh Derek brunson or uh, no jared canadar and um you know that fight all three fights just showed a different a different game and a different attitude that robert whitaker had prior to the izzy loss uh we all knew that he was like a world beater and that he was on that elite level but losing to izzy showed a hole it showed that he maybe got overzealous he, he shot in he claims that he wasn't in the best mental state he did take some time off after that fight uh got some things in order for himself so he says that he's coming into this fight better prepared better mentally prepared more mentally agile and emotionally stable and thinks that he has a game plan that can beat izzy and i definitely think that he has the skill set his last three fights have been phenomenal his last three fights have really showed an improved robert whitaker one that looked better than he was when he was champion which is hard to think about really hard to think about because he was so dominant for so long went through the interim run the official run as the undisputed champion you know but it again it just goes to show how good israel adesanya is excuse me fuck I've just been—I've been training for this. Ah, doesn't matter. Anyways, so Israel Adesanya is just another animal, man. He is, you know, eventually going to go up to light heavyweight, which is going to be a big move for him. He's eventually going to go up and try to stake his claim there. He still has a couple fights left at middleweight, and he's not perfect. He has lost a fight, but. He's just so well-rounded in the striking area and has become defensively wrestling aggressive. Like he is defensively aggressive when it comes to wrestling if he isn't on the ground. Marvin Vittori was able to take him down for a brief period of time and then Rio over Muro for a brief period of time does, but he was able to get back up both times. The only successful wrestling against Izzy we've really seen was from Jan Blachowicz because he was able to take him down and keep him down on the ground. But again, there was a weight difference there and it's just a whole nother ballgame when you're trying to fight Jan Blachowicz, the former light heavyweight champion. Now, I you know Izzy striking? Is still dangerous? I don't I don't think Robert Whitaker is going to get caught with the striking. He might get tagged up. They might get in a little bit of a gunfight, and that's fine. Robert Whitaker needs to be careful if that happens because that's how he got knocked out last time. But I think if he has that more, uh you know circling from the outside kind of attack that he has the, uh the kind of striking attacks he likes to do when he before he takes you down or before he gets you up against the cage where he can try to take you down and wear and tear on you. You know there's just a bunch of different ways that it can go. Robert Whitaker needs to stay away from the striking of Izzy, and Izzy needs to stay away from the wrestling and the takedown of Robert Whitaker because when Robert Whitaker gets you down on the ground, he likes to fucking wet towel you and he loves to implement ground and pound. Robert Whitaker's ground and pound is fucking vicious, he's had several TKOs from that area and he really likes to implement that drag you down style. If you get back up, he's also disciplined in the striking area, so if you get out of his wrestling attacks, he's more than likely going to try to get you backed up against the cage with a flurry of strikes leg kicks combinations coming off the top then throwing kicks high or low it doesn't matter he is just a fucking animal when it comes to that dirty boxing style of wrestling and attack um he's not the best wrestler in the entire world Gastelum had had some success with him um you know there's been success in the past but he he's definitely I think better rounded in the wrestling area than Izzy is more well-rounded in the wrestling area than Izzy is, and I think that's really gonna play into how the striking match for this entire thing plays out, and it's gonna allow Whitaker to, I think, throw Izzy off. Now, if Izzy's timing is on point, if his accuracy is on point, and if he just is one step ahead of Whitaker the whole time, if he's able to come out, and rattle off a couple of leg kicks, and maybe fake a takedown and get like some pretty decent damage out to begin with. Uh, stay away from the cage, kind of keep it in the center of the octagon. Maybe bait Robert Whitaker to coming in for you know one of those flurries with a kick that he might do, and then counter with a zone kick. Izzy needs to be smart, but he also needs to be one step ahead. He cannot let Robert Whitaker control the pace. He cannot let Robert Whitaker get him his back against the cage or get him down uh, for that wrestling style of attack. And yeah i know that was a lot and that was fast i highly recommend everybody watching this fight if he gets you i don't give a fuck if you stream it ufc ain't paying me go out watch it with some friends have some drinks have a good time i'm telling you the middleweight division is always has long lightweight middleweight welterweight those three the creme de la creme of mma uh you know light heavyweight also very good It's just, it's fucking beautiful. Go and watch it. This division in particular is one of the divisions where you get, you get stamina, but you also are able to get some crazy fucking knockout power with some ridiculous, just overall gamesman shit. 185 pound division. You got to check it out. The king, Israel Adesanya, the style bender. He defends his middleweight title against Robert Whitaker this episode again i just i gotta get these bumped out i'm trying to get to 100 i have a point i have a purpose i have intention i have to keep telling myself that but i do i swear it's getting easier though i'm getting these bumped out i'm getting the intros down i'm getting just you guys keep engaging with me and keep talking to me about stuff and i'm gonna keep bringing it up and keep doing it i'm getting some more guests in here too before the 100 episodes get completed so don't worry you're not just gonna be listening to me Again, don't forget to check out CommonChaos.net for all your Common Chaos needs. Don't forget to check out Fight Back CBD. Save 20% on anything you order through the website by using the promo code CHAOS. Don't forget, every order you do, portions of the proceeds get donated to uh, rehabilitation centers and recovery centers. Phoenixfit.com, F-N-X-F-I-T.com. You get to save 15% by using the promo code CHAOSFNX. That's CHAOSFNX. 15% at checkout. And every item you purchase is going to help donate a free gallon of water to someone in need around the world. I love you guys. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Continue to support by uh, supporting the sponsors. They in turn support me. (sighs) Email me, keep telling me my links don't work. I know I'm taking over the website by myself. I'm figuring it out, all that bullshit. But thanks for listening. I love you guys. Big kisses. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.